From the blaze of emergency response to the beacon of security and retirement, this is the Atlas Annuity Podcast with your host, Marty Becker. Strap in, folks. Marty isn't your ordinary retirement planner. He's the financial firefighter who swapped his helmet for a headset to bring you the hottest safe money strategies in retirement without an ounce of burn. From guarding lives in the face of flames, Marty now shields your savings from the unpredictability of the stock market. He's the president, the owner, and annuity expert at Atlas Financial Strategies. Here's your host, Marty Becker. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode number nine of the Atlas Annuity Podcast. I am your host, Marty Becker, and the owner of Atlas Financial Strategies in St. Louis, Missouri. In our last episode, we went through a comparison of annuities versus stocks. In this episode, we're going to look at a comparison of annuities versus bonds. Now, as just a reminder, this episode is for informational purposes only and is in no way a recommendation to buy or sell any type of security product. You should always talk with a licensed security advisor before making any decision. Okay, so in our last episode, we asked the question of what is the purpose of your money? And if the purpose of the money was to try and get the biggest gains possible, then stocks was probably the way to go versus the annuity. But in this episode, we're going to discuss annuities versus bonds, which is better. And just like with the comparison of annuities versus stocks, we have to ask the question, better for what? Which then leads to the next question of what is the purpose of your money? Now with bonds, if the answer to that question is principal protection or providing income, then it's not going to be as cut and dry as it was with the stocks. Because depending if you're holding the bonds for interest growth or for income, then a careful examination of the annuities needs to be made. So let's just start with what a bond is. Because I want to try and keep this episode as high level as possible because there's all kinds of bonds. There are muni bonds, there's corporate bonds, treasury bonds, green bonds, international bonds, bond ETFs, and bond funds. But at the end of the day, a bond is just a contractual debt obligation that makes a series of payments on a series of predetermined dates. Corporations and government entities issue bonds to raise capital, and then they pay interest on that money to the bondholders for a specific amount of time. And then at the end of that term or that time period, you get the principal. So in a lot of ways, investment-grade bonds act just like a bank CD or even a multi-year guaranteed annuity because they protect your principal based on the credit worthiness of the issuer to pay the interest back and then return your principal. But that's really where the similarities end. Now, most people think bonds are a risk-free way to earn interest, but they would be mistaken that bonds do not come with risk. You can 100% lose money inside of bonds, and even in high-grade bonds, and most people don't know that. Some of the most common risks that you may come across with bonds that you may not be aware of are, number one, call risk. Call risk is basically where the bond issuer has determined that they can get a better deal somewhere else. When your bond is called, the issuer would give you your money back, and then the interest payments would stop, obviously, but that would cause you to have to go back into the bond market and 
look for another bond to purchase. The second risk is the reinvestment risk, which is really just a continuation of the callable risk. So let's say that you have a bond that's paying you 6% because interest rates have dropped. What these bond issuers will do is they will call the bond and then you will be forced to go back into the bond market to purchase something new at a lower rate. And let's just say the new rate on bonds has dropped to 3% because interest rates have changed and the going rate on a bond is only 3% versus the original six you're getting, your interest has literally been cut in half. So either your growth rate was cut in half or the income that you were depending on has been cut in half. And honestly, I think we're going to see a lot of this in the near future. I think we're going to see a lot of bond rates start to drop here pretty quickly. And as soon as those bond rates start to drop, you're going to see a lot of people scrambling, trying to run around and hurry up to figure out how to replace or match the interest that they were getting from the original bond. Number three, the third risk with bonds is credit risk. This refers to the credit worthiness of the bond issuer to actually repay the money. The bonds that will actually pay the highest interest rate are known as high yield bonds, AKA junk bonds. And you'll actually see some junk bonds mixed in with some of these larger bond funds. The fourth risk with bonds is what's known as markability risk. Technically, you can sell your bond if you want your money back. And this is actually an interesting comparison to the annuities because everybody always freaks out that the annuity has surrender charges. But what do you think bonds and stocks have? And you might say bonds don't have surrender charges. Stocks don't have surrender charges. But here's what I mean by that. If you have a 10-year bond and you need the money back, how much can you sell that bond for? You have no idea because it all depends on what the market is doing at that point. For instance, if you currently hold a bond that's paying 3% and now interest rates have gone up to 5%, how many people do you think will want to pay full value for your bond that's still paying 3% when they can get a new bond that's paying 5%? There's probably not going to be a whole lot of people interested in purchasing that. And if they do, they're going to buy it at a loss to you. And if you have to sell it at a loss, could that not be considered a surrender charge? And that's really no different with stocks. Because if you have to pull some money out of your stock fund and it's down 20%, couldn't that be considered a 20% surrender fee? So at the end of the day, the only thing that matters is what will be the value of the asset when you need your money back. And with stocks and bonds... Nobody knows that for sure in the future. And annuity companies are some of the only, if not the only institution that will give you your worst case scenario at any point in the future during your term. And then number five is fees. Someone is getting a fee on that bond that you purchase. So the advertised rate that you may be seeing on the internet somewhere probably will not be the actual interest rate that you will receive. I believe the only exception to that rule is if you purchase a treasury bond directly from the government's website. Okay, so bonds are a very broad subject because like I mentioned before, you have US treasury bonds, you have corporate bonds, you have muni bonds and the bond funds. And the point of this podcast is not to do a microscopic evaluation, but to give you a 30,000 foot view of how bonds actually compare to annuities. And again, 
the only way to really do a fair comparison is to ask yourself that question, what is the purpose of your money? So let's do a quick comparison of the three reasons someone would probably use a bond and see how the annuities hold up to it. Now, the first scenario that somebody would use a bond would be just for growth. Traditionally, bonds have been purchased to provide a steady rate of interest. Now, most of the time with bonds, you have to take that interest rate every six months. There are exceptions known as Z bonds or zero coupon bonds that do allow you to defer the interest throughout the term of the bond. And just to keep things simple, we'll do comparisons with uh, treasury bonds right now because that's going to be the safest category out there. And at the time of this recording, a 10-year treasury is paying about 4.5%. Compare that with a 10-year multi-year guaranteed annuity that's paying 6%. At the end of that 10 years, a $100,000 treasury bond at 4.5% would be worth just over $155,000. And again, that's not bad for a risk-free investment. However, the annuity would be worth just over $179,000. So that's 15% more growth by just using the annuity. And you can have an agent set this up for you with nothing out of your pocket because we get paid directly by the annuity company. So there's no advisors to deal with, no fees that you're going to be charged. And you don't have to worry about messing around with that government website trying to figure out how to do this on your own. Now, here's the other thing about these Z bonds or these zero coupon bonds. What if you need to pull a chunk of money out during the term? Are you allowed to pull that money out? No, you're not. If you do need a portion of that money back, you're going to have to go and try and sell it on the open market. And then again, this goes back to call risk or marketability risk, where if interest rates have dropped, you're going to have to sell it at a loss. So with the annuity, you're going to have some more flexibility because you can either completely defer the interest throughout the entire term, or if you need a portion of the money back, you can take out up to 10% free withdrawal on any given year. And mind you, that's 10% every year throughout the entire term, normally starting in month number 13. There are exceptions to that rule, but the majority of annuity companies are going to have you wait till year number two to start exercising that 10% penalty-free withdrawal. So in that same example, with $100,000 in the 10-year annuity, let's just say you needed to pull 10% out after the fifth year. Your annuity would have a balance of almost $134,000, which means you could pull out up to $13,400 that year, meaning you could pull that money if you needed it with no penalties, no surrendering of the asset, and you would still be guaranteed the 6% for the rest of the term. Now, that's a huge bonus for the annuity when you compare it to the bonds. Because what if you have an unexpected expense, like your AC goes out, or your transmission goes out, or you want to take a vacation, or you have a tax bill? It's a safe bucket of money that you can draw from if you need it. And you cannot say that about the bonds. 
And I cannot think of any other financial product that has a safety of an annuity and the option just to randomly pull money out of it without having to surrender the entire asset or risking your guaranteed interest rate. Because normally with financial products, you have to decide at the beginning of the term, are you going to defer the interest or are you going to take it? So bonds are not going to act like just a safe bucket of money that you can dip into anytime that you want, but the annuity can be. And I know there's things like toggle bonds where you can choose a date in the future that you may want to pull the interest, but at the end of the day, you still have to choose that date. And the other flip side of that is they don't actually have to honor that date to pay you the interest. And I know there's things like money markets uh, that are paying comparable rates right now and that keep your money completely liquid, but those interest rates can and will change at the drop of a hat. So you cannot count on that rate being around for any guaranteed amount of time into the future. The second reason someone may want to bond is to have interest payments for just some mad money or to even supplement their current income while preserving the principal. And again, the best comparison to using a bond for this reason would be the MIGA or the multi-year guaranteed annuity. Now with the bonds, you're going to be paid out semi-annually of the interest rate that you're earning. So for example, if you have a $100,000 bond that's paying a 5% interest rate, twice a year, you will get a check for $2,500. And that's not a bad thing at all. However, most people do not live their lives on a semi-annual basis. They're not used to getting just chunks of money like that. They were used to living on a monthly basis because that's how they got paid when they were working, and that's how they're getting their Social Security and or their pension. So most people, especially in retirement, are living in 30-day increments with their incomes. Now, is that a big deal? No, not necessarily, but it is something to consider. So if you want it with the annuity, there are companies out there that will start paying you the interest in the first month, and we can actually set that up to automatically be put into your checking account every 30 days. And your principal is reserved throughout the length of the term. Then you receive all the money back. And of course, this is all done with no fees or expenses out of your pocket. Now, the ultimate passive income is from income annuities. It's literally on autopilot the rest of your life. You never have to worry about what the market is going to do or your dividends changing. You never have to worry about interest rates changing. You never have to worry about Social Security going broke or if your pension has been mismanaged or making sure that you have a tenant in your property. The income from the annuity just shows up every single month, no matter how long you live, no matter what is happening in the market, it is guaranteed lifetime income. But you may ask, Marty, won't the principal be eaten up if I use the income annuity? And the answer is yes. So that could make you think that using the bonds is a better alternative because the principal will be preserved. Again, which is true, but now you're putting yourself at that reinvestment risk in the future because nobody knows what the rates will be. And even with the way interest rates are right now, it will still take a lot more money to create the same amount of income from a bond than it would 
with an income annuity. For example, you could get a 10-year treasury at 4.5% that would pay you $4,500 for every $100,000 that you allocate to the bond portfolio. However, at the time of this recording, a 65-year-old couple can get a guaranteed 7% payout rate on an income annuity forever. Let's say we have a 65-year-old couple who has $500,000 saved for retirement, and they want to play it super safe. Their advisor recommends a bond portfolio. They need an additional $20,000 per year in addition to their Social Security to cover living expenses. Now, if they were to use the bonds, that would take them $444,000 to create that $20,000 per year and would only leave them $56,000 liquid to use for other investments. But if they use the income annuity, it would only take $286,000 to create that $20,000 in income, leaving them $214,000 liquid for other investments. So they could put that extra money into the market to help offset inflation for the rest of their lives or have a really nice emergency fund. Or you could put it into a, another safe investment or the market to help regain the principal that we're absorbing into the annuity or just go spend it. It's your money. Now, as we talked about before, one of the biggest risks you're going to face by using the bonds is the reinvestment risk, which means you could get a lower rate in the future when the bond is called or the bond expires at the end of the term. Now, the lowest point that Treasury's got to, I believe in 2020, was around 0.65%. Again, that is literally $6.50 in interest for every $1,000 you had in a bond. Now, that's pretty ridiculous. But let's just say the bond rate drops to 3% when you have to go and renew it. Well, what used to take you 444000 to create 20000 income, now will take over 665000 to create that same income at a 3% rate. So this couple would literally have to come up with an additional $220,000 just to create the same amount of income they've had for the past 10 years. Plus, 10 years in the future, do you think they're going to need more income or less because of inflation? Of course they will. So that means they're going to have to allocate even more money at a reduced rate just to keep up with inflation and create the same amount of income they were used to over the past 10 years. But keep in mind, this couple doesn't have $665,000 just to live off the interest. What most advisors won't tell you and what most people really don't want to admit to themselves is they're going to be spending principal in the retirement. Unless you have millions upon millions of dollars that you can sustain a low interest rate environment, you are going to be spending some of your principal. But unfortunately, some people just cannot get over the idea that they're going to have to spend the principal because they had some advisor show them some BS projection that they're going to be able to withdraw 4% of their money with inflation, and that they're somehow going to end up with more money in their 90s than what they started with in their 60s. It just doesn't 
work like that. So what would their option be at this point? Neither of the options are really good because they can either reduce their income by using the bond, which reduces their lifestyle, or they can put their money into the market, which means they're going to have to take more risk and just hope that it all works out. And I believe we all need hope in our lives, but hope for your financial plan is a terrible strategy. I personally rather have certainty when it comes to my money. Plus, we also need to take into consideration that this couple is 10 years older at this point. Do you personally really want to be messing with this stuff in your elder years and scrambling to make sure that you're going to have enough money to cover your living expenses? When the alternative would have been just to put less money into the annuity, have it on autopilot forever, and still have an additional $214,000 sitting outside that is totally liquid, while the annuity would have given you the exact same income as the bonds. We should go back to the question, as you should always go back to the question of, what is the purpose of my money? Because if the purpose of your money is to create an income stream, then nothing can do that better than an income annuity. Not stocks, not bonds, not CDs, not crypto, not ETFs, not real estate, not precious metals. Nothing can create a secure and guaranteed income as efficiently as an income annuity. And remember, this isn't Marty Becker saying this stuff. This is a unanimous agreement between economists who study retirement planning who have no vested interest in you funding an annuity. So yes, you put less money into the annuity knowing that the principal will get absorbed over time. And this is a key statement. You know that with the security that even if the annuity runs out of money, it will never run out of income. And because there is less money that needs to be put into the annuity than would have to be put into bonds, there is more money to put in the stock market that should help your overall net worth continue to get bigger over time. And again, the biggest difference between bonds and annuities is callability and liquidity. The annuity is not callable, meaning the annuity company cannot change the deal on you at any point during the term or reduce your interest rate. And the annuity can just act as a safe bucket of money that you can dip from if your stocks have dipped and you don't want to have to sell any of them off, or it can provide a guaranteed lifetime income for you and your spouse. Now, of course, those are all very specific strategies that takes an expert in the annuity business to design for you. And that is exactly what I do with my Atlas annuity strategy. And you can actually see exactly how I do that by watching my video series, 20% More Spendable Income in Retirement, by going to atlasannuity.com and navigating to the video page tab. And that's also where you can book a short phone call with me to get your questions answered. If you found today's episode helpful or informative, like the podcast, subscribe to it, share it with anybody that you think it could help. And again, this is Marty Becker, wishing you all the best in your financial education, and we will see you in the next episode.
We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Atlas Annuity Podcast. All information presented is for educational purposes only and is not a recommendation to implement any tax strategy, nor is it a recommendation to buy, sell, or transfer any security or insurance products. Atlas Financial Strategies Incorporated is an insurance-only licensed entity, and any decisions to buy or sell securities should be discussed with a licensed securities advisor, and any tax strategies should be discussed with a licensed tax professional. Past performance of any strategies or products mentioned are not a guarantee of future returns. For any other questions or concerns, please go to www.atlasannuity.com.